The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. It's six months ago since a man called John Keevney went missing. Uh, he went missing in August. And it's baffling because he just literally disappeared into thin air. Like, off the face of the planet in the early hours of the morning. I spoke back in October to his uncle John, or I beg your pardon, to John's uncle Cahill, to uncle Cahill, six weeks after John had gone missing. John had been in hospital after an epileptic episode, we think, which would have affected his memory. And that happened on the, around the 19th or 20th of August. And then Cahill Keebney takes up the story with me speaking back in October. The sergeant of the hospital on the Sunday went into Cork City Centre and we think he went around to a number of shops and premises trying to charge his phone. And due to his disorientation, somehow ended up near the Centre Park Road, near the Circle K station, near the Albert Road and the Centre Park Road at around about 20 past one on the morning of Monday, the 21st of August. He was a major music fan, and um, one of the things we think he may have been doing is, again, with the disorientation and, and not really knowing where he was, or who he was even, he obviously somehow um, had a, a recollection about being in Cork and maybe being at the Marquis in Cork, because he used to go to a huge number of concerts there. He walked down the Centre Park Road, and the next possible sighting we have of him is walking past Parky Keeve on the Marina Walkway there mm-hmm. at around about one thirty, one forty, again in the early hours of the Monday morning. And was that picked up on somebody's CCTV call? It was. This is the key to everything, PJ. Um, only for CCTV, we'd have no idea of his whereabouts whatsoever that evening. So CTV, CCTV is actually crucial to helping us find John and, and to know where he is. So where's the last CCTV sighting of him then? Unfortunately, it's at Parky Keeve at around about one forty, again on the morning of Monday the 21st of August, which is really strange, which is really baffling. You know, where did he go after that? And we still don't have an answer to that question. Philip Johnson's a driver with Mallow Search and Rescue. Philip, you guys have been involved in this search over the last six months. It really is a baffling one, isn't it? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Um, yeah, you know, 21st of August to the 21st of February, six months gone by, and we have absolutely no idea where John is, you know. Um, like, over the time, we would have used the resources of Mallow Search and Rescue using the site scan sonar. We've used, like, we've done river searches. We've done searches along the shoreline down as far as Cove. Um, we've used uh, one of our new bits of kit, which is an ROV, a remote operating vehicle, um, as, as recent as last Thursday and last Saturday on the river. And, you know, we're, we're, we're not giving up hope. Um, clearly, we're not giving up hope, but, like, you know... you. You just, it's, it is just absolutely baffling, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um. And the last fighting was down there by Parky Cueve. Obviously, people think of the river. Yeah. One, one would, and Philip, you are far more experienced and knowledgeable of this than I. One would have thought that if he had gone into the river, the poor devil, 
or if it would have given him up by now? Well, this this is true, and especially like you know, our boss in in Mallow is like all John Wolf and John is fantastic. Um, John says if we're not out on the river searching, and they they pop up because that's what happens from time to time. If we're not there, we won't see them, and then they go down again. But we've been there. Uh, we've been there. Corkmus and Persons have been out as well. To be fair to them, um, and. We just, we just like, you know, we've searched, we've searched everywhere. We've used, like, Mallow Search and Rescue is around for the last 40 years. We've done hundreds upon hundreds of searches in Cork. We've got massive experience of tidal flows, the way the river goes, you know, knowing even things like that and watching the moons to see the high tides, low mm-hmm. tides, knowing when to do it. Um, we've done, like, quite honestly, we've done, as I've done, okay, diving, into the water to check any kind of thing that the site scan sonar would have picked up, any kind of an image, um, yeah. and nothing. We just can't. We can't see him. But he must be somewhere. This is the thing, you know. You know um, where to search. You know when to search. You know the right correct. time. Sometimes that might be half past three in the morning. That won't stop you. Yeah. Well, we, we will do anything. Like, we get called out in the middle of the night from time to time. But like, you know, like Mallow Search and Rescue, it sounds very parochial that, as if they're based in Mallow. But yeah. we do most of our work in the city in Cork. Um, you know, so the, the lads the lads leave the base in the mornings at half six in the morning to be on the river for eight o'clock, have the boats ready, be on there, get the most out of the daylight. Um, and some nights it's, it's half ten, eleven o'clock and they're stopping out in, the, you know, the Mallow Road to get food on the way home, you know. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, you know, I suppose... One of the things that I, I wanted to say to you today is that, like, a friend of ours actually saw John that night um, up around McCorton Street area, and she knew, she saw him, okay? No, he was he was there, he was seen there, so this isn't news. But she saw this man, this was disorientated, who was actually, he had a, a little hospital band on his wrist, mm-hmm. and she said to herself, God, there's something wrong, there's something odd about that. Mm-hmm. But did nothing, you know, and that's that's not that's that's fine. It, it was just an observation. I suppose what I'm asking for today is: is has anybody else a recollection of something like that, like seeing him down Centre Park Road or seeing him down near the marina, mm-hmm. um, or even further afield, you know? But to cast anything, any little, any little point that somebody could say, well, do you know what? I didn't report it because I didn't think it was important at the time. Yeah. The, guard, the no, guards often say that, Phil. Give up, you know? The guards yeah. often say that when they're conducting briefings. They say, look, it might seem like nothing to you, and it might be nothing, but it could yeah. also be the key. It could be. It could be. Like, I've walked down that area myself, personally. I've walked down towards, you know, like, for me, one of the areas was the Atlantic Pond. You're kind of going, God, if he fell in there, if he fell into the river, right, we should have found him in the river because... We did such an extensive search of the river. And then you think of the Atlantic Pond. But the Atlantic Pond was searched by the guards. Um, so, again, like, highly unlikely that he's in there. Highly unlikely. But, listen, you know, I, I cast my mind back from time to time. How deep is that pond, Philip? Oh, it's it's only about two metres deep. I mean, honestly, you know, I, I suppose like that, no. <laughs> One of my things is, why don't we just drain it and it confirm that he's not there? But, you know, I don't think you can... I don't think you can do that, you know. Mm. But um, but then, PJ, as you walk down towards the end of Centre Park Road and just at that turn where you come onto the marina, on the left-hand side there, there's there's an area which floods, 
it's it's wet, it's wetland, it's scrubland. Again, I mean, if he stumbled and fell in there and didn't get out, yeah. but somebody, some like, you know, it sounds awful. I'm going to say it, but it sounds awful. But even if somebody got a strong smell at some stage and said, you know, God, I wonder. Yeah. If that even that could be reported, that again the guards could search. You know, that's, I, know. I suppose that's what we're trying to get across today. Um, six months on it, um, that's why we put up on our own Facebook site. We put it up yesterday to to highlight the fact that John is still missing. We're trying our best. Um, I suppose what we need, like as I said to you, Christmas time, we we recovered a a, a missing person around Christmas time down around Rushbrook and Cove. That was a very far place from where he actually had gone in. And suddenly we looked at each other and said, bloody hell, we have to do a, shore, a shoreline search. That's very hard to say. A shoreline search of the area down there. And we did. And to be fair, um, John's best friend was actually there was on the day, you know. So they haven't given up hope of, like, you know, they haven't given up hope. Mm. They're hoping that he'll be found one way or the other, I suppose, is really what it is. One, one theory at the time when I spoke to Cahill, and that was quite a lengthy interview, they just brought you a flip of it there, was that because he was disorientated, he might even have known who he was. He could have wandered and could have just been found by someone and helped someone well, and given them money like, thinking he was a vagrant. But again, they, they, they wouldn't remember. Oh, sure, I, don't, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, have I mean, we like, given I up suppose, hope, any hope, John, or Philip? Have we given up any hope of finding him alive at this point? Um, okay, without a body, you have to cling to the hope that he's still alive. Um, like, you you do, you have to cling to that hope that somewhere along the line, like, Katrina Toomey inside has been excellent with, with Cahill and the family, the Keevney family. And, you know, they've they've... I, I know they're very, very, very close, as they are with us. Um, they're lovely people. The Keefney family are just lovely, lovely people. I spoke to John's mother um, at a mass, actually, in the penny dinners at Christmas time for John, for the people that actually were looking for John as well. And, like, she just looked at me. This, this, no, I don't want to say she was an old lady, but you know what I'm saying? I do, of this, course. this lovely lovely mature older woman and just said where did he go to i go to bed every night saying john where are you you know mm. it's it's it, it must be a living nightmare for him but there is always that hope that you're right somebody may have given him a spin and is 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 still looking after him and not knowing you know um not knowing who he is or what he is but that's i suppose look that's highly unlikely i know um I know, it's but people will Well, you have to, you have to, you have to, you know. <laughs> there was a lady who walked out of a, a nursing home in Bray a couple of years ago, um, and there was a big, big search at the time for her. Mm. And two or three years later, she was 100 yards away from the nursing home in shrubs, in, in you know, a, a, a grown or grown areas in a wild kind of area mm. like that. No, she had been there the whole time. So John, John could be in at the back of the, the Parky Cueve area, um, you know, just waiting to be found. I take um, it, Philip, that the new ponds that are down there where the swans are swimming and all that, that's all been trawled and searched and everything. Again, we, we, we didn't do it, but we were assured that the guards did. 
um, that they, and I've, I've met one of the guards one day in town, I was chatting to him and he said, yeah, yeah, we've been out there, you know, I was part of the search unit. So mm. they have searched all those. And around the park, at least there used to be, when I was young for them, maybe it's gone now, but they used to be in connection there with the Atlantic Pond. There used to be old drains and gullies and they'd be covered right. over with green slime. Are they still there? They would be, yeah, yeah. Mm. And again, oh, I mean, the, the the danger would be that he was swept into that. Uh, but again, PJ, that's the speculation. There's so many places that mm. he could be. And I suppose listening to Cahill when he was on with you the last time, he was kind of appealing to people, look, go out into the, the, the sheds and the outhouses, the areas that you don't kind of check very often, just on the odd chance that he went in, took shelter, and God love him, maybe succumbed. Yeah. Um, but... You know, I suppose that that is still the case because yeah. he it, has to be somewhere. And he'd he had an be, epileptic episode. If he got another he one, had. he'd have lost control. He could have fallen Correct. anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Um, like, I don't know. Did you see the CCTV at the the Circle K station the no. night that he went missing? Did no, you? no. Um, he was very unsure of himself and his feet as walking. Every, you know, God love him. I I watched it and it was painful to watch. Mm. Um, he was. I believe he was actually trying to charge his phone in the petrol station at the pump. I mean, that's how kind of disorientated yeah. he was on the night, you know. So yeah, and like that, no. I mean, it it was a there was a, a series of events that if he, night. if he was trying to charge his phone, clearly he was had the presence of mind that he wanted to contact somebody. Well, he he had been in contact, I think, with the family, and again, no, he had been in contact in when he was walking on the McCorton Street, but the phone, the phone died. So, like, there's been a series of things that happened along the way, like the, the fact that when they looked for CCTV, when they started trying to find where did he go to, a lot of the CCTV had been scrubbed after X amount of days. I think it's 30 days. Happens, but, happens. you know, yeah. it does, I mean, like that. So they, they've been very unlucky in trying to find him. But... Yeah. Somebody may know something small, and I suppose that's really what we're asking for again today. No matter how I mean, insignificant, how, you know, you could have been down there, you could you could have been walking a dog, as sometimes people yeah. take a dog for a walk at weird hours of the day and night, and you might have seen a yeah. man early in the hours of that Sunday morning, and you might and have said, again, oh, poor old dude, he's pissed now, he'll find his way home eventually, kind of thing. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Angla Seagarda Station, they're, they're, they're looking after it. They're, if they get called, they'll follow it up. Um, you know. And there's no one going to laugh at you if it's nonsense. There's no one going to laugh at you if you're sending people. If you think yourself, just no matter. As, as guards have often said, I always remember the great Con Cadigan, now retired, used to say when he was uh -huh. doing press conferences, he'd say, it might be nothing to you, but it might be yeah. everything to us. It, and it, that's exactly really, you know what, no, that's exactly what I was hoping to say to you today was anybody that says, I thought I might have seen him, but look, Jesus, it could have been anyone, even to report it because it it might steer us in a different direction and yeah. steer the, the, the search for him in a different direction. Mm -hmm. PJ, last night I was with some of the Mallow search and rescue people. We were doing diving training down in the MCI, the deep pool down Ring of Skiddy. Yeah. We were still, we were actually still talking about Chan, you know. We're, we're, we we still, like, if we got a call tomorrow to search a particular area, we'd be there tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we're not going to give up. Y this, this, this is something, Philip, isn't it, that when you're in the, that line of work that you do, yeah. you take this personally. This is very okay, personal yeah. to you, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're all volunteers, okay? I mean, that's, that's what we are. We're volunteers. We give up our time to do this stuff. Um, and... You want a successful outcome. You know, you, you're out there and some days, some days it's absolutely lashing down on top of you. 
I mean, God love us. Going back to, do you remember when the, the Middleton flooded? Was it the 7th of October or something 17th like that? 17th of October, yeah. It's that, that kind of way. I was actually on the river that morning when it was pelting down because there was a missing person. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, what am I doing here? You know? But this is what we do. Somebody has yeah. to be out searching. You talked about the technology that you had, that you have, and which is fantastic. Yeah. Kate yeah. is saying, wouldn't it be even better if things like those hospital bracelets had some way of tracking them, RFID or Bluetooth yeah. or GPS or anything like that? You know, they, they PJ, like honestly, I again, oh, I can't understand how the man was able to walk over to a hospital. You know, I mean, that's I suppose that's for another day. But yeah. you know, yes, I mean, at this stage, somebody should have a bracelet. Don't they do it for kids? Baby bracelets, don't they? As in, don't they have a monitor on baby bracelets in, in CUMH? You can find your phone. My daughter is 12,500 miles away right now, and I know exactly where she is because I, oh, I can find her. terrifies her, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, fair as she set it up. But come here, come yeah. back to yeah. we'll, poor old John. Hopefully, someday, hopefully, someday, there'll be some little yeah. clue come. Just something that we were talking about in the office. Philip, yeah. and I want to throw it out there to you because, and we've talked about it more than once, and we've said, should we mention it on the air? This is, it's a, it's a thing that gets a name of a 72-hour challenge. Mm-hmm. Teenagers I know about it. gone missing and turning yeah. up almost exactly 72 hours later. Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. going on or is it just nonsense? Is that actually happening, Philip? Uh, well, listen, I suppose, you know, one of the things that I was going to hope to ask you today is that people that are listening would actually get on our Facebook page and like our Facebook page because we only put up about two posts a week, maybe three the odd week, okay? But I went off Facebook. I finished with Facebook. I was I was done with it. Um, but because I'm involved with Malo now again and we're trying to promote the unit all the time, I'm back and I, I share the posts and that kind of stuff. Eddie and my wife is looking after the actual practical stuff. Now I'm seeing all those Facebook um, images of 13, 14, 15-year-old kids going missing. And you're like, it does catch my attention, but they're, they're time-wasting. You know, they're taking away, they're taking away people from searching for things that like these are these are having a laugh there was there was something in um a couple of years two or three years ago it was, it was to do with multi-story car parks and um things that happen in there isn't like that so this is a phase it's hopefully it'll it'll pass relatively fast mm-hmm. wasn't there a punching one again at another stage where people were just digging each other one punch um, yeah because no the, the guards if you just work yeah. in the media you know that the guards are sending out notifications nearly every day of missing teenager here, missing teenager there, concerned for a teenager as they would be. And they're from all over the country. And let us say some of them are legitimate, very legitimate. But some of them, you can almost predict the hour. Ah, They'll turn up now. Some of them, it happens more than once. Like There seems to be a cohort out there just messing, which is not right. Um, look, it's, it's, it, that, that, <laughs> that too will pass. It's just, you know, uh, we have some of our lads, like in, in Mallow Search and Rescue, like we have about 25 members in the unit. There's a couple of our guys kind of very aware of what's going on when, when those posts come up. 
Because somebody will say, there's somebody missing from, we say, we just said, no, Wilton, there's somebody missing from Wilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the story behind that. This is it. This is that and that. And we kind of go, right. So it's, it's nothing to do with us. But we get called by the guards, um, or family members. So, you know, that's, that's the way it kind of operates with us. Mm. So while that is going on in the background and it is taking away some of the, um, the work from the, the likes of the guards have to search these, search these guys out i suppose and, and keep finding or trying to find them um it's it's not something that concerns us too much at the moment yeah, you but, know but there's definitely some kind of a trend lastly yeah. just to wrap up uh philip yeah. yeah to repeat that appeal six months ago john yeah. keevney went missing vanished yeah. from the face of the earth which we know doesn't happen vanished from yeah. the face of the earth in the early hours of the morning to anybody who might have the slightest notion that yeah. come here that didn't look right. If you were out walking your dog of a morning, that didn't look yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he might have sat down somewhere, you know, and, and again, he, like, he could have gotten a spin. Somebody could have picked him up and maybe we're searching in the wrong place altogether. He might have gotten a spin somewhere. You know, somebody saw him and said, look, where, where, where are you going? Where are you? I don't know. Look, I know that Cahill, when he spoke to you, mentioned that they had a sighting out towards the airport road or, that's right yeah, or yeah soon, that, that I, I don't know if it was confirmed but they certainly it was, it, see that was the thing and again you know um john's friend when i was speaking to him around christmas time he said like he had walked the path from center park road area out to the area by the kinsale road and he said look i was i was going well i was i was i was plodding along well and i would have barely made it in the time scale that that between the time he was seen at Center Park Road and let's just say by the airport road. Yeah. But again, look, if the family thought for a second that he was after getting on a plane and going somewhere and that he'd turn up, maybe he's in Norway or something. Do you know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's a hope that they have. I suppose we just need to bring it back and ask everybody. Six months is a long time ago, but I mean, six months was last summer, during the summertime, long evenings. Um, somebody may have seen him, and that could actually steer the direction, right. the search in a different direction, I suppose, and that's what we're we're hoping for as well today. All right, you know? All right Philip. And, and as we say, you guys will go any minute or hour of the day or night, any day of the week, you'll go and follow a lead. Thanks very much, Philip Johnson, the diver with Mallow Search and Rescue. It says Mallow, but they go everywhere. And thank you guys for your service and for your work. And indeed to the other uh, search and rescue groups around, thank you all for the work, the work that you're all doing to find others. And in particular, to find uh, John Keaveney, who went missing six months ago, and there is no sign of him. Corks 96 FM.